1: abolish the family. Yeah, that's right. If we've learned anything from this pandemic, it's that families are a bad idea. That's what Sophie Lewis, uh, writing at the site called Open Democracy, says. Uh, And it's either funny or scary, depending on how serious you think the threat of people like Bernie Sanders and Sandy Cortez being in charge is. But uh, because open democracy it's, it's it's the uh it's open in small letters o p n capital d e m o c r a c y if you want to find it open democracy they love both bernie and sandy you can find lots of pieces on the site uh talking about how wonderful they are we'll get to that in a minute uh the stuff from this uh, this piece that i saw i i want to just let you read it because i i let you hear it because good chance you haven't seen it but it's a it gives you an idea of just what is out there lurking among the far left. But we'll get to that in a minute. First thing, I really think in these troubled times that we need the wisdom of Joe Biden. And I think what he said on TV last night will be good for your soul. Listen.
2: And in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell... Uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. look the whole idea is he 's got to get in place things that were shortages of
1: see that uh, I just really think that uh, America needs to hear that let let 's listen to that again because that was very profound
2: and in order to avoid that those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president 's going to do right now, and first of all, he has to uh, tell uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of.
1: You see, the thing about Joe is that I really like is that he said he speaks gibberish, but in a very authoritative tone. He says it in a way that I think he thinks he's making a lot of sense. And he says it w- with a, almost a condescending tone, like, look, this is what we got to do. And he'll, you'll hear him say, the deal is, here's the deal, here's the deal. And then he'll say something like this. One more time, well, let's hear that.
2: And in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is... He's got to get in place things that were shortages of.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's uh, got to get eyes in place the things that there were shortages of. Thanks, Joe. Uh, let's just make this guy president. That would be a really good idea. So there you have Joe Biden. and we, uh, I think we are going to um, uh, compile a nice montage of Joe's wisdom as we go along here between now and the election, if he's still um, – uh, roaming the streets and running for president you know like a couple of months from now we should have a nice compilation of um really profound things from joe biden so anyway so i, I don't know how i even came across this today but uh, and this website called open democracy uh, uh it they they are uh, i think they're at least semi-legitimate they're they're quoted by different media sites and I see them, uh, you know, they're, they have uh, people writing what appear to be well-written pieces full of just absolute BS, but it's, it's, it's well-written, it's not, you know, it's, it's, a, it's literate. Um, but the headline is, the coronavirus crisis shows its time to abolish the family. And it says, at the time of writing, of this writing, humankind has well and truly entered the time of corona. And uh, it says in the hopes of flattening the curve of the pandemic vast swaths of society have adopted contagion slowing practices be they mandatory, voluntary or semi-voluntary depending on the local legislature known as social distancing and sheltering in place. Now um there's you know and it goes on she goes on to say talk about some of the things people are doing to uh pass the time uh uh Playing tic-tac-toe with your goldfish, whatever that is. Uh, certainly, there have been eco-fascist sentiments and calls for authoritarian state control over the situation. But uh, but mutual aid has also proliferated: grocery runs and disinfection supplies, uh, and the um, immune com- Im- immunocomprised uh, compromised childcare and safe injection kits for. Um, for this is what I like: safe injection kits for sex workers and substance abusers, uh, copay waivers, and um, and other things that that uh, that you know. She's talking about the things that people are doing. The nice things that people are doing uh, for for people, you know, because of the situation that everybody is in. Uh, and then she says. Uh, it turns out that there are at least a couple of different ways, uh, sharing, sharing and occupying, uh, uh, homes that, you know, work out for you. She says, secondly, among those of us who have, do have private homes, a, a huge proportion are not safe there, and being unable to leave only multiplies the threat. See, what she's saying is, is that, uh, the home is dangerous, for, especially for women, because men are evil and they, all they do is just abuse women all the time. So, um, so how can a zone defined by the power asymmetries of housework, reproductive labor being so gendered, of renting and mortgage debt, land and deed ownership, of patriarchal parenting, and often the institution of marriage benefit health? Such standard homes are where, after all, everyone secretly knows the majority of earthly violence goes down. The World Health Organization calls domestic violence the most widespread, uh, widespread, but among the least reported human rights abuses. Queer and feminized people, especially very old and very young ones, are definitionally not safe there. Their flourishing in the capitalist home is the exception. The capitalist home. Remember now, this is it's also uh, the family is a is a kind of a capitalist invention, I guess, and that's bad. Uh, it follows that upon uh, closer inspection, both terms, social distancing and sheltering in place, appear remarkable as much for what they don't say. That is, that what they presume and naturalize is what they do. Sheltering in what place and in whose? Distance from whom or everyone but whom? But the first and starkest problem with the directive to stay home is simply this. Are you ready? Not everybody possesses access to a private dwelling. As the Oakland-based Moms for Housing put it, how do you shelter in place when you don't have a place? It turns out there are at least a couple of different ways. Sharing and occupying an ethical defiance of state directives, relatively immune neighbors in many cities have been voluntarily voluntarily opening their homes to the exposed and sick, judging the duty of neighborly solidarity with the unhoused more pressing than the imperative to avoid contagion. Meanwhile... Here you go. By taking vacant properties without permission and living in them, self-quarantine in progress, reads one mom's window sign, Moms for Housing is leading the way in beating back gentrification in California and enacting an understanding of comfortable housing as a basic human birthright. But unfortunately, there are still many other populations whose response to the pandemic could not be stay home even if they wanted to be, besides the houseless. It's not the homeless, it's the houseless for instance, people warehoused in prisons. People are now warehoused in prisons. Um, actually, they're, they're prisoners in prisons, and they're prisoners, I think, because they were convicted of, you know, a crime. And so they aren't it – is, it isn't warehousing. I mean, you can call it that if you want, but they're in prisons, detention centers, refugee camps or factory dormitories, people stuck in overcrowded retirement homes or those held against their will in medical and or psychiatric facilities. If COVID-19 is incompatible with these institutions in the sense that a humane response to the pandemic is impossible in such undemocratic spaces, yeah, a prison tends to be undemocratic, uh, Sophie. Uh, that, that's kind of the idea. Uh, you, you See, you put these people in this building and you put them behind bars, and they don't have any rights because they've been convicted of a crime and they're being punished and they're being separated from society so they don't commit any more crimes so uh, it's 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 not an, it's not a democratic space and it's um, I don't think it's supposed to be then it will have uh, demonstrated by the same token that they are incompatible with human dignity in la state officials are providing individual trailers and pop-up isolation cabins for the houseless now here's this is the good one from Sophie here this is what she thinks would be a more private, a more more logical response uh, now, because you know the, the, it's, uh, it's not right that there should be hotels and sitting there empty and people that need someplace to stay. So, but a far more logical response might be open all the hotels and private palaces on the basis of airy and light filled sanitary (in parentheses) uncommodified. That's uncommodified housing for all. Free all prisoners and detainees now remake the care facilities as spacious, self-led villages and dismiss all the workers with full pay so they can leave their bunks forever, move in with their friends, and pursue laziness for at least the next decade. This is, this is somebody writing seriously. Sophie Lewis at the at Open Democracy. Now, she says, secondly, among those of us who do have private homes... A huge proportion are not safe there, and being unable to leave only multiplies the threat. A quarantine is in effect, an abuser's dream, a situation that has near-infinite power to those with the upper hand over home. Then she goes on, as I said earlier, about the, you know, it's everybody, it's abuse. That's the virus uh, spreads through America, and uh, women are going to be abused. Already the CEO of the National Domestic Violence Hotline of the United States has noted, perpetrators are threatening to throw (coughs) throw their victims out on the street. So they get sick. We've heard of some withholding financial resources of medical assistance. In short, here you go. In short, the pandemic is no time to forget about, and she has it underlined, family abolition. In the words of feminist theorist and mother Madeline Lane McKinley, household. This is just. This is just an unbelievable that there are people out there walking around that are not in menst- mental institutions who actually have these beliefs and think that they're normal. In quotes here, households are capitalism's pressure cookers. The crisis will see a surge in housework, cleaning, cooking, caretaking, but also child abuse, molestation, intimate partner rape, psychological torture, and more. Far from a time to acquiesce to quote-unquote family values, values, ideology then, the pandemic is an acutely important time to provision, evacuate, and gener- generally empower survivors of and refugees from, are you ready, the nuclear household. Can't have that. This is, this is uh, Sophie Lewis at Open Democracy. And thirdly, even when the private nuclear household poses no direct physical or mental threat to one's person, no spouse battering, no child rape, and no queer bashing, the private family uh, mode of social reproduction still frankly sucks. It uh, genders, nationalizes and races us. It norms us for productive work, it makes us believe we are individuals. It wow, you wouldn't want to have that being th- that you would believe you were an individual in the United States of America. It minimizes costs for capital while maximizing human beings' life-making labor across billions of tiny boxes, each kitted out absurdly with its own kitchen, micro and laundry. So did you get that? That the family is, uh, are, and these homes are little boxes, each kitted out absurdly with its own kitchen. Kitchens, kitchens are now absurd, according to Sophie Lewis, at Open Democracy. And, and again, this I, I looked it up, and I, I, I went to find you know some some uh, pieces on open the, the Open Democracy site, and there are very many uh, pieces on there speaking favorably of both Bernie Sanders and Alexandria overrated Cortez, uh, and and uh, it blackmails us into mistaking the only sources of love and care we have for the extent of what is possible. We deserve better than the family and the time of corona is an excellent time to practice abolishing it. In the always lucent words of Ann Boyer, we must learn to do good for the good of the stranger now. We now have to live as daily evidence that we believe there is value in the lives of the cancer patient, the elderly person, the disabled ones, the ones in unthinkable living conditions, crowded and at risk. and don't know what that means. We do not know yet if we will be able to wrench something better than capitalism from the wreckage of this plague and the coming depression. I would only posit with some certainty that in 2020, the dialectic of families against the family of real homes against the home shall intensify. There you have it, Sophie Lewis. And before I throw it to break here, I want to read you who Sophie Lewis is, according to this uh, to to her bio here. Sophie Lewis is the author of Full Surrogacy Now: Feminism Against Family, and a freelance writer interested in queer communism based in Philadelphia. Due to the coronavirus, and this is what, I'm really looking for your help here. Due to the coronavirus, she has lost three months' worth of income from speaking gigs. You can support her here, and it gives the, uh, you can give me a call if you want to support her, but she's looking for some money. And, uh, you know, she's missed out on these gigs, and uh, she would like you to take some of the money you learned, you earned from the evil capitalistic society you live in, and send it to her, okay? Uh, And and there's a, There's another piece I just want to let you know before I go. This is from Open Democracy, just to give you an idea of what's on this site and that actually allows this person to write for it. Uh, Lenore Palladino has a piece. The, uh, The headline is, How Bernie Sanders Plans to Bring Economic Democracy to the United States. Lenore Palladino, by the way, is Assistant Professor of Economics and Public Policy at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst and a fellow at the Roosevelt Institute. What else do you need to know? Just keep these people away from the government. I'll be right back. The to town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com.
3: Just go to BambooHR.com slash hats. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash hats. That's BambooHR.com slash hats. I am doing it all, the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C.
0: Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. or call one 800 linz Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
4: <laughs>
5: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try genesis 950 it's made in america one gallon of industrial strength genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner but genesis 950 is not just for pet stains it's great for floors bathrooms kitchens garages oil and grease stains wheels tires degreasing engines and upholstery it's available on amazon however if you order a gallon direct at genesis950.com you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code salem that's genesis950.com genesis950.com
6: you're
0: listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
1: Well, I wanted to get to this yesterday. I didn't have time. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, every, a lot of people blaming Donald Trump for not acting quickly enough. And Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, with, with this uh, virus, Nancy Pelosi was on over the weekend with Jake Tapper on CNN. Listen to this. Speaker Pelosi, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you are well
2: and safe. Uh, I know your home district of San Francisco has been particularly hard hit. President Trump is considering relaxing federal guidelines for coronavirus for some of the less affected parts of the country. Do you think he should?
7: Well, first of all, let me just say how sad it is that even since the president's signing of the bill, the number of deaths reported has doubled from 1,000 to 2,000 in our country. This is such a very, very sad time for us. So we should be taking every precaution uh, what the president, his uh, denial at the beginning... Uh, was deadly. His delaying of getting uh, equipment to where it continues, his delaying getting equipment to where it's needed, is deadly. And now I think the best thing would be to do is to prevent uh, more loss of life rather than open things up so that, because we just don't know. We have to have testing, testing, testing. That's what we said from the start before we can evaluate uh, what the... the, the, uh, Nature of it is in some of these other regions as well. I don't know what the purpose of that is. I don't know what the scientists are saying to him. I don't know what the scientists said to him. When did the president know about this? And what did he know? What did he know? And when did he know it? That's for an after-action review. But as the president fiddles, people are dying. And we, have to, we just have to take every precaution.
2: Speaker Pelosi, when you say that the president's denial was deadly, um, he obviously downplayed the risks of coronavirus for several weeks. uh, And it wasn't until I I think about two weeks ago that he started acknowledging the gravity uh, of of the crisis. But are you saying that that his downplaying ultimately cost American lives?
7: Yes, I am. I'm saying that because when he made uh, the other day when he was signing the bill, he said, just think, 20 days ago, everything was great. No, everything wasn't great. We had nearly 500 cases and 17 deaths already. And in that 20 days, because we weren't prepared, we now have 2,000 deaths and 100,000 cases. So, again, I, we really want to work in a unifying way to get the job done here, but we cannot continue to, to allow him to continue uh, to make these uh, underestimation underestimates of what is actually happening here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Nancy. Well, I, I wanted to play this because Nancy showed up at uh, in Chinatown back on February 24th. She went on a little tour, and she said this.
7: It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, we want to be vigilant about what might be on the uh, what is out there in other places we want to be careful about how we deal with it but we do want to say to people come to chinatown here we are we're again careful safe and come join us
1: so i guess there's blood on nancy's hands too and also dr fauci who said back then that uh, this was something that america didn't have to worry about don't worry about this uh, coronavirus thing it's not a big deal So maybe they ought to get off Trump's back a little bit. I'll be back in a little bit. Stick around.
4: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. death toll from the coronavirus has climbed past 3,500. That eclipses China's official count. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo reports that deaths in New York State rose more than 300 from the day before, reaching about 1,550, mostly in New York City. Marriott says guest names, loyalty account information, and other personal details may have been accessed and the second major data breach to hit the company in less than two years. The world's largest hotel company says approximately 5.2 million guests may have been affected. U.S. home price growth showing signs of acceleration in January before the coronavirus outbreak caused millions of job losses. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Home Price Index rose 3.1% in January from a year ago. This is SRN News. Ah, the copperhead snake.
6: It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
0: Ah, tax season. Opening the mailbox and... What? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, personal info like your name or social security number may be emailed and shared more than usual. LifeLock monitors for unauthorized use of your personal information, notifies you if something potentially suspicious is detected, and works to fix it if you become a victim of identity theft. No one can prevent all identity theft, but join now and save 25%. Head to LifeLock.com and enter promo code SMART. Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer.
1: You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at theanswerpgh.com slash kindness.
6: Ah, the copperhead snake. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
8: It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour. A journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at SebGorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a true... remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit SebGorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's SebGorka.com, S-E- bgorka. dot
0: Am twelve fifty and FM ninety two point five. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W two two three CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, Tune in, iHeartRadio. dot com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
7: In Penn Hills, we've got Hershey Road shut down till 6 with construction between Tilford Road and Salzburg Road. Monroeville it's closed with road work. Old Ramsey Road between Forbes Road and Selnick Lane. Pittsburgh Port Authority has reduced its light rail and bus service by 25 percent. So check your schedules there before you use it. Parking Authority in Pittsburgh has suspended its parking enforcement and city parks are open, but playgrounds are closed. Social distancing encouraged. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250. The answer.
9: Weather tonight: a shower with rather cloudy skies and a low forty. Tomorrow: a morning shower in the area. Otherwise, considerable cloudiness for the high fifty-one. Mainly clear tomorrow night with a low of thirty-three. Plenty of sunshine on Thursday. Rather breezy with a high fifty-three. And Friday mostly sunny with a high fifty-eight. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The
1: answer. Well, we've all been hearing about the shortage of PPE during the pandemic. That's personal protective equipment. And you know that hospitals aren't doing elective surgeries, but abortion providers like Planned Parenthood are still doing abortions. Some states have banned it or tried to ban it. But here in Pennsylvania, they are still killing the babies. Mallory Quigley of Susan B Anthony List is trying to change that. She joins us now. Mallory, thanks for being here.
10: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, John, for having me.
1: So, you you have a media campaign targeting Governor Tom Wolf. Tell us what that's all about.
10: That's right. Well, we just think it's an atrocity that Governor Wolf is allowing elective abortion to continue during this coronavirus crisis. Um, taking away the much-needed resources from the hospitals and the men and women, legitimate health care providers that are on the front lines trying to save lives. Uh, Planned Parenthood is is using gloves, masks, um, and other protect, uh, personal protective equipment to uh, to take life. Um, in fact, that's the only thing they're doing. Planned Parenthood in, in Pennsylvania is only open for abortion, nothing else. So we're working and- with our friends at the Penn... Go, sorry, sorry go, ahead. go
1: ahead. No, you go ahead.
10: Um, we're working with our friends at the Pennsylvania Family Institute to promote this petition uh, calling on Governor Wolf to uh, to stop this um, because abortion is the last thing that we need right now.
1: So do uh, you have a petition out there?
10: Yes, pafamily.org. That's where the petition is. Um, and we're calling on Pennsylvanians to Share our social media graphics um, at Susan B. Anthony List on Facebook at SBA List on Twitter, uh, and to 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 expose the fact that this is happening right now in Pennsylvania.
1: Now, now, how necessary an abortion is uh, is probably uh, how abortion, how necessary you think an abortion is uh, probably depends on whether you're okay with abortion, doesn't it?
10: Yeah, I I mean, I think it comes down to it. It comes down to you know what you um, think about, you know what's going on in the womb at that time. It is a life. It's a scientific fact Mm -hmm. and reality that um, that this is an unborn child. Uh, Abortion is not medically necessary, and um, especially during this shortage of the needed resources i mean john my sister she's a nurse and um, i was talking to her last week she was told to carry around her n95 mask uh, wherever she goes when she responds to a code uh, at any place across the hospital because there might not be any protective equipment for her where she arrives next and um you know planned parenthood is suing pro-life governors who have um unlike Governor Wolf said that we are not going to allow abortions during this time to conserve the needed resources. Planned Parenthood suing in their brief, they said that they don't actually use personal protective equipment during abortions. Which one? I mean, that's just they don't seem to care very much about their employees, the health and safety of their employees, uh, if they're not if they're not using these materials. But then we see these fundraising emails and um, calls for donations coming out from Planned Parenthood Keystone. And this is just revealing that um, the abortion lobby is, in fact, hoarding uh, resources that would otherwise be going to the men and women on the front lines. And um, And Planned Parenthood
1: has officially requested donations uh, of personal protective equipment, PPE, right? Despite the shortage. That's right, that's
10: right. They've put out the official call. They are looking for gloves, masks, hand sanitizer, all the things that, you know, we know are in short supply um, needed at, you know, at doctor's offices and hospitals in particular. The other thing, John, is that Planned Parenthood's been pushing chemical abortion. Um, They think that this is an opportunity to expand what really is a chemical coat hanger. These drugs are really dangerous, and um, as many as 7% of women who take the chemical abortion drug will actually end up needing surgery. So we're talking about sending women with uh, complications due to abortion to already overburdened hospital systems. It's just not right.
1: We're talking to Mallory Quigley. She's the vice president of communications at Susan B. Anthony List, and uh, they are uh, petitioning Governor Tom Wolf uh, to not allow abortions during the uh, pandemic. And uh, of course, he's going ahead. He said that's not the problem, and he's going to go ahead with it. Let them do it. So, uh, Mallory, how large is Planned Parenthood Keystone?
10: Um, it, it, my understanding is it's one of the biggest abortion chains uh, in Pennsylvania. I mean Planned Parenthood nationwide is, is the country's largest abortion provider. And you know I, I just want to correct something, John is that you know the what pro-life governors have done elsewhere is they have said non-essential surgeries, should be halted. So mm-hmm. they, you know, in Texas, for example, in Ohio, Ohio, they're not targeting abortion providers per se. They're just saying, listen, dentists, uh, you know, dermatologists, any procedures that are non-essential um, um, let's put those, um, let's stop those for the time being. And, and Planned Parenthood and the abortion lobby, they're always asking for special treatment. And, um, you know, we, we always talk about the pro life movements working constantly to say, expose the reality that Planned Parenthood is all about abortion and really, um, when they claim to be about serving women's health care. Planned Parenthood Keystone is, is only open for abortions right now. They're not doing any right. um, any well woman visits or STD testing. Um, you know they're they're always talking about cancer screenings and prevention. Uh, they're not doing any of that. They're only open for business if you're there to end the life of your unborn child.
1: Now, is um uh, how many how many. Abortions, do you have any idea the number of abortions that uh, Planned Parenthood does in a day or a week or a month or any any time period in Pennsylvania?
10: Yeah, um, I know in Pennsylvania that there were, I think the most recent data we have is from 2017, and it was more than 31,000 abortions. Uh, for the, for so, the year. For the year, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what we're asking Governor Wolf to do is not just to limit um, it would be to limit all abortions in the state, not just the ones that are happening at Planned Parenthood. Nationwide, Planned Parenthood does more than three hundred and thirty thousand abortions a year. They're also getting um taxpayer dollars at a rate of one and a half million a day. so to um, <laughs> the math there, it's just
1: it's, it's my my money and your right. money
10: right, exactly.
1: Now, this is some news you may not be aware of. There was some bad news uh, for you guys today in Texas and then some good news. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, the judge in in Texas had ruled that the governor there, uh, Tom Abbott, could not uh, ban abortions, uh, and uh, he went right for the appeal, so... Is what it says here. Uh, this was just about an hour and a half ago or so, an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, federal appeals court on Tuesday ruled that Texas can temporarily enforce a ban on, abortion, on abortions as part of its uh, coronavirus response. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a temporary stay on a ruling from a lower court that had blocked Texas from enforcing the ban. State officials argue the ban is intended to conserve medical supplies for health workers on the front lines. But abortion rights advocates say states are using the pandemic as an excuse to block access. In a two-to-one opinion, the appeals court ruled that the order from the lower court be stayed until an appeal from Texas is considered. Uh, The two judges who ruled in favor of a stay were nominated by President Trump and uh, former President George W. Bush. But the the original judge who said that they could not ban the abortions was also a George W. Bush appointee. So that's where you are now on that, and and there are other states, um, Texas, Ohio, and and Alabama that I was aware of, according to this story, had tried to get uh, abortions banned, um, um, and uh, I don't, I guess the this would affect them too. So is that, is that where we are now? Is this going to be settled in court?
10: Yes, the, of course. The abortion lobby always runs to the courts, right? For decades, that's been their backstop. Uh, ever since Roe v. Wade, but, um, you know, you got to love the Fifth Circuit and those uh, strong constitutionalist, originalist judges that President Trump has been nominating to every level. You know, a quarter of the federal bench now is made up of President Trump's appointees, which is a huge victory for us. Um, I think that this is great news. Um, Planned Parenthood has separate lawsuits going, I think, in Iowa, as well as... Um, in Ohio. So they're, they're suing, um, and this may result in there being a circuit split. Uh, we know the fifth circuit is generally rules in favor of pro-life entities. The fifth circuit is what, um, upheld Louisiana's law, um, that required abortionists to have admitting privileges, which is now being considered by the Supreme court. So I think that this is, um, overall really good news. Um, governor Abbott's order was just, yeah, like, like that article said, it's about preserving, um, the necessary equipment. It did not single out abortion providers, uh, specifically. It just said, um, elective, elective operations. And so, um, we hope to see that this would, you know, if it goes up the chain, I'm sure Planned Parenthood will appeal, but we would hope that, um, that, That the courts rule that states have a right to determine where resources, you know, that they have prudential judgment and the ability to make these types of directives.
1: Yeah, and we find out with this how important uh, uh, who the president is when it comes to stuff like this because of appointing judges. And you don't, I mean, the Trump supporters and people in the media talk about it a lot the judges but the average person out there may not be you know that tuned into it you are obviously because you're going you're involved in these fights all the time but you know the the, the it was a 2 to 1 decision and the the, uh, the 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 person who dissented uh, judge James Dennis was a Clinton appointee so okay, that's kind of how it works isn't it and and that's why yeah. getting republicans elected is important
10: it's really important. And I would say that as important as the 2016 election was this upcoming 2020 election, you know, and I know that it's hard to think about right now in the middle, in the middle of this crisis, but, um, that we have to keep our eye on the ball, looking ahead, um, and make sure to reelect this president and a pro-life Senate, um, which I know there's no, um, senate elections this time in in pennsylvania i don't think uh but we've got to um in battleground states like north carolina and arizona and iowa montana make sure that that we have a pro life majority in the u.s senate uh, people that can confirm the president's nominees it's so critical just for reasons like this you don't think that um you know you don't think that uh, People think about Roe versus Wade and the Supreme Court, but at the lower court level, President Trump's had a huge impact, and today, um, just this afternoon, we've seen an example of that.
1: Yeah, but here's, here's the problem. The, the judge, uh, the original judge today, uh, Judge Lee Yackel, a George mm-hmm. W. Bush appointee, the, this is the one who blocked Texas, and he was then over, overruled, but uh, this is his quote, and this is what you're fighting against here. Regarding a woman's right to pre-fetal ab- viability, uh, abortion, the Supreme Court has spoken clearly. There can be no outright ban on such a procedure. That's what he wrote in his order authorizing a temporary restraining order. Similar orders were blocked by federal judges in Ohio and about Alabama on Monday. So I don't know if they've been appealed, uh, or is this, does this... Uh, does this ruling in Texas affect Ohio and Alabama? I don't know that. It's not in the story. I don't know if you know I don't
10: that. Think, I don't think that it does. I think that they would be in different circuits. But, of course, you know, all the yeah. states are looking and seeing what happens in other places, and that may affect the litigation um, in, across the different states. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, we're coming to a head with that question about... What, um, you know, should we have um, legal abortion on demand uh, at any time? I mean, a lot of Americans like this, this law, this isn't just, it, it's not settled in the hearts and minds of the American people. I mean, the people say that it's, that it's settled law, but this has been something that has, um, you know, a debate that's ravaged our country for more than 40 years now. And states have been working Pro-life state legislators are working to, um, you know, they're they're working on behalf of the will of the people to pass pro-life laws, and we've seen just a a surge in the last ten years. And I think that's coincided with, you know, advent of ultra like the 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 not advent but the um, you know, ultrasound images getting sharper and sharper, three D ultrasound. There's just right. Um, so much more understanding about what's going on in the womb, it's hard to argue that it's not a life.
1: We're finishing up here with Mallory Quigley. She's the Vice President of Communications at Susan B. Anthony List. Uh, where, where, How uh, do people um, sign up on the petition uh, to get Tom Wolfe to stop abortions during the pandemic? Can you give us that again?
10: Yeah, it's pafamily.org, and you can find the petition there. Our friends at Pennsylvania Family Institute, they put it together. And I encourage listeners to check us out at Susan B. Anthony List, uh, org.
1: I only have a minute left, uh, Mallory. I'm just wondering, how do you feel about where this fight is right now? Um, and I'm up against a hard break, but i got about 45 seconds.
10: Yeah, I just... I, I mean, the fight in I general, you know? The, the pro-life fight in general, I think that... Um, yeah. More and more Americans are choosing life, more and more women are choosing life under, um, you know, difficult circumstances. We're seeing the overall rate of abortion go down. Pregnancy centers are um, more prepared than ever to uh, respond to the needs of women and children in their local communities. And it's been beautiful to see that movement grow. Uh, president Trump's the most pro-life president in history, we've, um, with more pro-life action at the executive level than we've ever seen before from a president. Um, it's been really encouraging to be a part of this fight, but everything is on the line um, with this upcoming election. I think politically and culturally, um, the results of November will um, impact the culture uh, for, for decades to come.
1: Well, uh, Mallory, thanks for being here. Good luck with your effort.
10: Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having
1: me. That's Mallory Quigley of Susan B. Anthony List, and we'll be right back. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year? Another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496.
9: At Harry's, we work day and night to make shaving enjoyable. We think we've got it down to a science, actually. It starts with the most important stuff, our five-blade cartridges. They're strong, sharp, and made in our world-class German factory. Our craftsmen are a meticulous bunch. They're obsessed with quality which is why we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. As for the handle, it's grippy and weighted for extra control, even when wet. Lastly, we have this whole no-ripping-people-off policy, which means we keep our prices fair every day. Take our blades. They cost as little as $2 each, because we think more money in your pocket is as enjoyable as it gets. When you're ready to start shaving the enjoyable way, get your hairy starter set. It includes a 5-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and travel cover, all for just $3. Free shipping included. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 at checkout. Harry's, engineered for enjoyment. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. Our old number.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did.
3: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks, so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Just go to bamboohr.com slash hr. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash hr. That's bamboohr.com slash hr.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
1: So another day has gone by. Um, We're going to do (laughs) this. We're going to be... Locked in our homes, basically, until uh, the end of uh, April, and March is just coming to an end. Um, As I said last week, uh, one day at a time. i say there are some benefits to uh, working uh, to this. I mean, there are some good things coming out of it. Uh, Not very many, believe me. But uh, one of them, I mean, I'm I'm at home right now. I don't have to get in my car and drive home right now. When I get off the radio, I'm home. And my wife, uh, she made a strawberry pie. It's really good, too. And uh, I'm going to eat it. So um, she, there's no way she'd make a, a strawberry pie. No way that happens. If she's She works. So she's home, too. So there are some good things. I'll be thinking of you when I eat my strawberry pie. And we'll come back and do this again tomorrow. And then the next day and the day after that. And one of these days, we'll be back to normal. Maybe. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerball Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.